Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. And welcome to the Big Show TC Live as we lead up to the resumption of play in Atlanta about 30 minutes away. Here is what's coming up over the next half hour on Tennis Channel Live. We've got a fabulous final in UMA coming up tomorrow. Carlos Alcaraz looking for revenge against Yannick Sinner, two top 10 players. After nearly a year away from the tour, 42-year-old Venus Williams is back and getting ready to compete at the City Open in D.C. And our semifinal Saturday finale featuring two Americans both 24 hours away from raising a trophy in the ATL. With that, we bring you into our studios in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman back alongside Tracy Austin, Jimmy Arias. This is what is still to come. The resumption of Ilya Ivashka, Alex Dimonor, rain delay. It's five all first set. And then, of course, Francis Tiafo and Jensen Brooksby is the nightcap. It's been raining. In Atlanta, thunderstorms all day long. We saw this yesterday as well. It's what you deal with. The hardcore summers here in the States. Tracy, Jimmy, looking forward to getting back to Demonor and Ivashka. But let's get some early thoughts here on Francis Tiafo taking on Jensen Brooksby. Both guys coming off big wins yesterday. Yeah, and this is an interesting matchup to break down because, to me, Francis has the bigger weapons. He's more powerful. He's got, I think, a, a more powerful serve. He can finish points off with that aggression. But Jensen Brooksby, he's pretty tough to get through. His shot tolerance is amazing. He's very steady. He's very accurate. So he's going to try to make Tiafo extend the points, try to make Tiafo have those unforced errors and really extract those unforced errors with his consistency. I watched both matches yesterday. Tiafo was the better player of mm. the two. He played a very complete match against Brandon Nakashima. Never had a letdown. That's the main thing for Tiafo, keeping that top level up throughout the entire match. He did it yesterday. Can you do it two days in a row against, as Tracy said, someone with amazing shot tolerance? Here's a look at Tiafo and Brooksby last year in Washington. And remember, Jensen Brooksby last year in Washington, he just sort of burst onto the scene. He'd been playing challengers. He'd been playing futures last year early. The week before this in Newport, or a couple weeks before he made the finals, this was sort of his coming out party. Francis Tiafo in his home city playing, maybe a little bit nervously playing a guy that's uncomfortable to play against. And Brooksby got him. The way they played yesterday, Tiafo wins today. But I don't know that Brooksby isn't going to force him. The one thing that impressed me with Brooksby, two huge serves, 140, 141 miles an hour. At the end of the third set against Isner, Brooksby managed both of them. So pace does not bother him. You can't beat him with pure pace. He's going to have to return early. The second serve for Brooksby is very attackable. I think we kind of, I feel like we know what we get with Brooksby day in and day out. I think with Francis Tiafo, the highs are much higher. The differential is bigger. I think a lot of the outcome of this match is going to be 
due to Francis Tiafa, whether he is able to exploit Brooksby with the angles, hit, hit deep, hit some slices. Drop shots. Yeah, hit some slices to kind of disrupt the rhythm as well. So it's, I think it's on Francis's racket. Tiafa 4-1 and one in his last five matches against fellow Americans. Brooksby 7-2 and two against fellow Americans lifetime. So going to be a good one. That is the nightcap in Atlanta. But we've got action from all across the globe this week. We start in Umag. Flashback to last year. That is when an 18-year-old Carlitos Alcaraz won his first career ATP Tour title at the time. The youngest champ in more than a decade. Look at that trophy. The thing is massive. Youngest Spaniard since Rafa Nadal. If you can believe it, the biceps have gotten even bigger. <laughs> Alcaraz was ranked 73 before that win. Now he is back at number five in the world. Two matches from defending the title. Had to defend some set points here, playing a fellow next-gen opponent in 20-year-old Julio Zeppieri, Jimmy. Zeppieri, the qualifier, was giving Alcaraz all he could handle. Had three set points in the first set. Didn't convert, and then, as often happens when you're so confident as Alcaraz is, he's won so many matches this year. He won the big points and took the first set. But give credit to Zeppieri. He Watch. didn't... Ooh. Watch his right foot, and the point was actually over. Zeppieri missed the volley, and Alcaraz was just trying to put the brakes on there, something he's done a million times on clay, and he rolls over his ankle. The trainer has to come out, tape up the ankle, Uncertain for the next couple of games, Jimmy, how Alcaraz would move. He seemed to move just fine. Yeah, I think a game or so where you were a little nervous that he wasn't going to move particularly well, but then he kept it going even though he lost that second set. He had a three-love lead, Alcaraz, in the third. Up two breaks. And Zeppieri fights all the way back again. You can't put this this kid away until cramps can put him away. As soon as he landed on that serve, and he had been moving incredibly well, Zeppieri, chasing down drop shots until one shot, and this was his fifth three-setter, Zeppieri's fifth three-setter in six matches, because remember, he's a qualifier. It all became too much in the last three games. So Alcaraz escapes with the victory. He'll actually move up to a career high number four in the live rankings. Well, uh, it's amazing to, to be in a final here again. Uh, I mean, I, I enjoy playing, playing here in Umag. Uh, the stance here is uh, amazing. And, uh, of course, I'm, I'm really happy with, uh, with the win today. And, uh, of course, I'm, I'm going to enjoy. And you didn't hear me, maybe. How, how is your foot? Well, it's, uh, well at the moment, it's, it's good. I mean, I don't feel too, too much right now. Uh, let's see. Uh, tonight or tomorrow morning, but uh, I'm gonna say I'm I will be I will be ready for for the final, and uh, it's not time to to be bad or to be to be dying in a final. All right, says he'll be ready. Three Italians in the semifinals of the same tour-level event for the first time since 1987. We got two here: Yannick Sinner taking on the qualifier Franco Agamenone. Sinner playing his first semi of the season. Trace yeah, Agamenone playing just his second ATP Tour event at 29, and he tries to serve volley. He's already down three love, and that at break point puts him down four love. It's all one-way traffic for Yannick Sinner. He's controlling the baseline, finishing points off at the net. It got a little bit better for Agamemnone, the Italian. He was from Argentina, and he switched to Italy. He feels that that helped his career. And now he's going to go at least inside the top 120. But for the second set, it was Sinner who was really on that baseline, controlling the depth, mixing in some angles, had Agamemnone pushed way behind the baseline. 
Sinner did serve for the match at 5-2, and that was the first time he was broken in the match. So he says, okay, I'm going to have to break you to win. And he does it. <laughs> Yannick Sinner, first final of the year for the top 10 ranked Italian. Let's hear from him. Well, it's always, uh, you know, a long way to go in the final in any event, so I'm very happy to, to play here. Uh, Umag is a, is a special place for me. It's one of the first uh, yeah, ATP wins. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I very enjoy to play here, so the final is very tough. Um, everyone was, was expecting that, so we, we both will try to, to play some, some, some good tennis. Well, it is the final we have had our eyes on. The top two seeds, two of the top young players in the world, a rematch from Wimbledon this year when Sinner took out Alcaraz in four sets. One's 19, one's 20. You see all they have done in their careers, Jimmy. Uh, how do you see this matchup playing out? Well, I'm a little worried about the Alcaraz ankle. I know he said he's going to be fine, but often when you sprain it, you can continue playing when it's a little, when you're hot, and the next day it doesn't feel great. So... If his ankle is 100%, I actually like his chances, partly because it's on clay. When they played on clay, he did get the better of Sinner, the one challenger that they played. And the one thing that's interesting to me about Sinner, so far in this tournament, he's served for matches and gotten broken two different times, two times in a row. You're going to get broken against Alcaraz if you're getting broken against Agamononi when you're serving for a match. So that's going to be difficult for him to finish off those matches, possibly. Having said that, Sorry I'm talking so much, but Sinner, <laughs> Sinner has no pulse, really. He's just, what he's with, in, even in the interview, he just made the finals. Yeah, I'm really happy to be in the finals, and maybe it's going to be a great match. And I'm not like, tennis is good. So he seems relaxed, but for some reason he's not serving out matches. I'm not sure how that jives. One thing that's interesting is Sinner, before this tournament, was actually 0-6 in quarterfinals. So he had he had incredible years, so consistent. Two quarters of majors, three quarters at Masters 1000s, but he just couldn't push past that. And it seemed like he got a little nervous today trying to finish the match off to get to the finals. Now, I think the big question mark that we have, as Jimmy pointed out, is how is his ankle going to be? I mean, the Alcaraz ankle, you can play when you're in the middle of a match. It's warmed up. You're playing on adrenaline. You want, as a competitor, to finish the match no matter what. Then you go to bed at night. You've got to get some, some treatment, obviously, and you, some recovery. But you go to bed, it's a little sore the next day. He needs to have his legs, and he needs to have that speed, yeah. that, that quick first step in order to take out center. Alcaraz looking for his fifth title this year. It would be his 100th career win at the ATP Tour level. We'll have it for you on Tennis Channel, 2 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. We had one final earlier today in Kitzbühel. Roberto Bautista Agut going for his second title of the year, taking on a 20-year-old in Philip Misolich, Jimmy. There's all these 20-year-olds all of a sudden this week on tour that you hadn't heard of. Misolich had never played an ATP Tour match. He's also never lost an ATP Tour match. <laughs> Until he got to the finals against Bautista Agut. And the first four or five games were actually really tough. A lot of long deuce ads. Misolic had played already a tie break in the, for a final set in the semifinal win. So he'd already played earlier in the day before this match. And Batista Gut just has a little bit too much. He was controlling the points. He was controlling the center of the court for the most part. And Misolic moves very well has both forehand and backhand hits beautifully. Serve could get a little bit more power to it, but 
He's a very solid player, but Batista Gu just too experienced. He's won too many titles to let this one slip away. 11th title overall, second on clay. First since 2014 on this surface for RBA. Ninth man this year to win titles on multiple services. How about Atlanta, where these two players are set to retake the court at 6.30 Eastern? That's coming up shortly. Start of the match was a few hours ago. The 2019 champ, Alex Dimonor, only former champ left in the draw, taking on Ilya Ivashka, Jimmy. And uh, we only got through 10 games here. We did. It was an early break for Dimonor and Ivashka. You, they played once before. Dimonor beat Ivashka in straight sets. But Ivashka's come into this tournament fighting hard, playing well, competing. And at 5-all, the wind, rain, everything happened. They were afraid of lightning, so they knew the thunderstorms were coming. And so just for safety, they actually got the players off the court and they made sure all the fans exited as well. All right, so it's 5-all. You're going to retake the court in about, what, 20, 15 minutes. And it's a race to the finish of this first set. How do you approach it? Well, I, I think if, if you're Demonor, I feel like he's had more experiences. He, he's won titles. He was up a break already in this set and just pulled back a little bit, a little too passive. He much better when he's on that baseline, six foot four Ivashka, get him moving, use the depth to get short balls, to use the angles to get him off balance. Um, Demonor has got to have some. Great feelings in Atlanta. He won here. He hadn't even faced a break point when he won in 2019. So, for him, be aggressive. For Demonor, he's happy they stopped because the momentum had started mm. swinging in the other direction. So, now it's a chance for him to take advantage of that. It's hard to say who's going to start out a little bit nervously. The match started with Ivashka nervous, getting broken right away. So, if that happens again, obviously, Demonor takes the first. Big Saturday night in Atlanta. We got the conclusion to Demonor Ivashka, and then we got the All-American battle between Francis Tiafo and Jensen Brooksby, all right here on Tennis Channel. Still much more to come on TC Live. Six months after winning her final match, it's a different kind of party party. Wedding bells down under for the former world number one. We've got the photos later on the show. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Chip Sunday in Prague, 7 a.m. Eastern. Boskova, Potapova. Then we got Garcia, Bogdan in Warsaw. Sinner Alcaraz, Umag. The three of us on TC Live. And who knows in Atlanta. Tracy, what are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to Umag. The third meeting between Sinner and Alcaraz. The third of how many in the future. And for me, I guess, you know, the most important thing on this board that we're looking at right here is TC Live. <laughs> you, got, you can't miss... Jimmy, Tracy, and Steve. Forget about the B-roll. It's all yeah. about the me-roll. Exactly. TC Live, 4 p.m. <laughs> Eastern. And uh, more of Jimmy and Tracy coming up next when we come back. The resurgence of Caroline Garcia. Will she be taking flight tomorrow? 
players resuming action in Atlanta momentarily, about eh, 10, 15 minutes away from walkouts. Ilya Ivashka, Alex Dimonor all knotted up five apiece in the first set when the rains came to the ATL, and then that'll be followed by Francis Tiafo and Jensen Brooksby, All-American matchup. Lots still to get to in Atlanta. Earlier today in Prague, a couple of Czechs trying to reach the final. Marie Boskova and 17-year-old Linda Noskova, the teenager, putting up a big fight in this one, Tracy. Yeah, and Boskova, she was ready for this because Noskova it was Roland Garros Jr. champion. She's the wild card here, and she has been taking names this week. She has so much power. And Boskova said she just had to fight for every single point, hang in there, and look for an opportunity where she could take control. And actually, Boskova was actually up 5-3 in that first set, but then got down 3-1 in the tiebreak, came back to win it. And then Boskova was down 3-1 in the second set as well. She's had so much success this year. She got to the quarters of Wimbledon, the finals of Guadalajara, but Boskova has never won a title. So with this win here, will it be her big opportunity tomorrow? Can she take her first title? Yeah, fourth opportunity, fourth career final for Marie Boskova. For Noskova, she'll break into the top 100 for the first time. And Boskova trying to become the fifth Czech to win on home soil since the event debuted back in 2015. She'll take on Anastasia Potapova, who beat Wong Chiang earlier today. To Warsaw we go. Former world number four Caroline Garcia trying to make her 12th career final playing the Italian Jasmine Paolini, Tracy. Yeah, Garcia caused quite a stir yesterday in the tennis world when she took out Iga Sviantec. And was she going to have a letdown? The answer is no, because she was so strong against Paolini. Paolini on, in the far court is a very accomplished clay quarter. She's tough. She gets so many balls back in play. She's speedy about the court, so you have to get a lot of winners and forceful shots, and that's exactly what Garcia did. Garcia is just looking strong in the last few months. She's looking like she's full of confidence, and when she gets playing that way, she is dangerous. Garcia, a former top number four in the world. Just 65 minutes of work for the French woman, won 80% of her first serve points, 60% of her first return points, has now won 17 of her last 20 matches. So she'll take on Anna Bogdan in the final. Garcia, 8-3 and three record in finals. Bogdan, her first career final. Garcia beat her in their only other meeting. That was five years ago at Wimbledon. This st stat stood out to me, Jimmy, about Caroline Garcia. Six aces in the match today. Now 236 on the year. She leads the WTA in aces, just wow. past Elena Rybakina. You don't think of Caroline Garcia as a big-time server, and yet she's got more aces than anyone on tour this year. Tried-and-true formula on the WTA tour is serve big and return big. First return, go for it. Caroline Garcia is doing that beautifully. Andy Murray said many years ago, look out for this kid. She's going to be number one in the world. It seemed as though he was way off, but all of a sudden she beats Vontek. She's playing very confidently, Garcia. And the way she looks, I can see why Murray thought that. She, when she's on, she's hitting the ball big, and she's a great athlete, Caroline Garcia. So hopefully this confidence run will continue for her, and maybe in the end Andy Murray can go, <laughs> all of us who doubted him saying she'd be Can we get one. a close-up on Jimmy doing that again? <laughs> Sorry. Only doing it once? <laughs> Oh, there we go. There we go. There's the meme for TC Live today. Put that on social. <laughs> uh, so she beats Iga Sviantec, Tracy. Sometimes you can have a letdown after Absolutely. a huge win like that. How impressive to come back and just 
absolutely clinical against the opponent today, Paulini. Yeah, I, I think what's happening with Garcia is that she's winning so many matches. She won Von Harburg about a month ago. She's going deep fourth round at Wimbledon. She's going deep consistently in tournaments. And you go back about a year, and she was losing early. Balls were spraying, so many mistakes. And I think that's one of the reasons why she has so many aces. Her serve has always been good, but she's playing now so many matches that the numbers are starting to elevate. Pliskova, kind of low, not playing as many matches. And Rybakina, she's probably close, but not as many matches also. All right, looking forward to that final coming up tomorrow as Caroline Garcia goes for her ninth career title. Speaking of Jimmy and social media, uh, we got to say congratulations. It is... The big time Barty party for former world number one Ash Barty tying the knot over the weekend. Tracy in Australia, she's now a married woman. I tell you what a year for Ash Barty. Wins the Australian Open, her home major. I think that was January 29th. Retires in March, drops the mic after winning three majors. Wonderful. And then gets married to her sweetheart, Gary Kissick. And uh, congrats, congrats to Ash. Could not happen to a nicer person. What a life, not just a year. What a life Ash Barty's <laughs> had so far. I mean, she's been a professional athlete in two different sports. She's probably going to be a third. She's probably going to end up being a golf pro as well. She's an incredible athlete, and she's got everything going. Obviously, newlywed, congratulations. That's awesome. Amazing. We wish them both a lifetime of love and happiness. Congratulations once again to Ash and Gary tying the knot this past weekend. In D.C., coming up next week, we are going to have Queen V in action. Venus Williams is going there, then she's playing Toronto, then the U.S. Open. I mean, this is an exciting draw in D.C., Jimmy, featuring Venus Williams. The women's draw is amazing, actually, for a 250. So many big names, and the one leading them all, of course, is Venus Williams. Great to see her back in action. She played a little mixed doubles at Wimbledon. Now she's in Washington, D.C., showing you that it doesn't matter the age. You can still play singles if you're a Williams sister. Seemingly. Right. 42. And what I was curious about was to see her draw. As an unseated player, she's going to be dangerous. Who, was she, who did she get? She's got a qualifier. So I think that's a nice draw for her to be able to work her way in. A shout-out to Mark Ein. I mean, you got your top seed, Jesse Pagula. Obviously, Venus Williams. You got Sloane Stevens. Uh, you got Simona Halep there. You've got Emirata Kanu there. Victoria has a rank is there. Exactly. Isn't that hasn't in a while. It'd be nice to have Vika back as well. Yeah. But every, all eyes going to be on Queen Bee, see how she does there, and then uh, heads to Canada as well. Looking forward whenever the Williams sisters are playing tennis. Gotta, you got to watch. And then Serena is going to be playing this summer as well. Canada, Cincy, leading into the U.S. Open. Age just a number. How much longer? I don't know. But let's watch them while they are still playing. It's it appreciated. Amazing. Yes. And the men's draw on DC is incredible, too. And you can see it all right here on Tennis Channel. A lot still to get to. We are moments away from the walkouts back in Atlanta. Championship Sunday, as we showed you earlier, starts at 7 a.m. Eastern. We are just handing out, you get a trophy, you get a trophy, you get a trophy. And then Jimmy's looking forward to TC Live tomorrow. Yeah. That's the most important. My feeling is this, the joy in tennis should come from striving, working hard to improve your strokes, and having fun at the game. In 2017, Vic Braden was posthumously inducted into the International Tennis Hall of Fame. A jovial figure who was larger than life, Vic captured the hearts of Americans and tennis lovers through his informative, yet also humorous tennis instructional videos that ran through the 80s. Keep your shots deep and make room for more trophies. 
This is during the time when a great many people of all ages, shapes, and sizes are picking up tennis. And Vic is the one helping them try to do that. But Vic was so much more than an on-camera tennis teacher. He was influential in the growth, impact, and study of tennis. He created this whole incredible tennis college with hitting lanes, video cameras, and seminars, and it sounded just like welcome to tennis in the future. He was doing it before anyone else was doing it, and that's why I think people kind of raise their eyebrows. What most don't realize is that Vic was also a historian and professional archivist, documenting anything and everything wherever he went. Even dating back to the 1950s when Vic traveled with his close friend and father of the pro game, Jack Kramer. I'm sure our fans would appreciate some tips that you might have on volleying. Swell, Bob, let's go. Vic got into the pro game in his 20s, working with Jack Kramer and helping make the tour happen. So really, he got this kind of crash course in high-level pro tennis. You're watching the best eight or ten players in the world play each other night after night. It becomes this exponential growth of knowledge. It's just incredible. Throughout Vic's career, he collected thousands of 16-millimeter reels, thousands of beta tapes, and a photography collection in excess of 40,000 slides. With the help of Vic's widow, Melody Braden, Tennis Channel is working on bringing this archive to life. Digging through the archive has uncovered a treasure trove of some of the game's most important moments. Unseen footage of the early Barnstormers, Lou Hode, Pancho Gonzalez, Rod Laver. There is no quitting for Rod Laver. Vic's star pupil, Tracy Austin, learning the game of tennis. A young Andre Agassi walking to Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas. Billie Jean King and Arthur Ashe imparting the techniques that led them to become champions. Sorry, on the forward swing and really reach out. In the years to come, Tennis Channel will look forward to cataloging and putting Vic's library to use in original content and documentaries. Vic's archive is a tremendous treasure, a tremendous asset. Vic Braden entertained us with his unique and analytic approach. And now with the help of his archive, Tennis Channel looks to carry on Vic's legacy for decades to come. That was his whole object, is to teach people how to learn, have fun with the game, and laugh and win. Beginners or intermediates who lose often go crazy, but I say laugh and hit. Chances are you'll have more fun, and you're going to win a lot more often. Hall of Famer Vic Braden. We, we saw little Tracy in the piece. We got Tracy, tell us some Vic Braden. He was your first coach. He was. Actually, my mom and Vic won a mixed doubles tournament when my mom was pregnant. So we were very close as a family. I was very close to his two daughters as well. He came to the hospital when I was born. He started the uh, Jack Kramer Tennis Club. Obviously, he worked with Jack on Jack's tour. And Jack said, Vic, I want to start a club. So find a nice a sunny area, good weather in Southern California, Jack Kramer Tennis Club, where Lindsay, Pete Sampras, myself have come out of. Um, he was just, he was an entertainer. He wanted to make it fun. So he left our club to start Coda de Casa that had the tennis lanes, all the analytics, and just a student of the game during the tennis boom. How could you not love that guy? He was, he was special. You got to love the guy, and you got to love the video of Tracy. Is there any chance <laughs> that I can see that video? Of Tra- there it is. <laughs> were you enjoying yourself, or were you already... You know, Tracy's competitive. Look, look, you can tell that she wanted to win whatever that point was. Tracy wanted to win that point. And were you having fun? Or I was having just, fun. You, you know, were? I mean, Vic started us with balloons and games and relay races. And it's just, 
He just he just made he a lot. Started at what age? Two. Two. Uh, you know, wow. two years old, just to get a bunch of kids out there. Everybody laughing. Everybody. The locale donuts. That's the line that he he was always famous for. And just recently, somebody sent me some video that Vic had that I had never seen before of me volleying when Vic, when I was about three or four. It's just, it's just precious. That's Thankfully, awesome. he, he has all that video. Yeah, that, that's incredible stuff. We saw Arnold Schwarzenegger video as well. I mean, this stuff that we're archiving here at Tennis Channel yes. so that it can live forever and digitize and really, you know, show the public exactly what, what he was doing all this Well, week. it was just too overwhelming for his widow, Melody, who you saw speaking at the end. And I'm sure when, when Vic passed just about four or five years ago, you know, you go into what he has saved of all of the Jack Kramer uh, era when traveling with all of those champions to uh, he love he loved video always had a camera in his hand so tennis channel has a plethora of uh, just a, a library of things to go and you got to remember california in those days was sort of the center of tennis almost that was all the best players were around here for the most part not buffalo mostly california that's number one number five Hall no. <laughs> started at two all those things i had no chance but anyway. his connection to jack kramer he would bring all the past champions rod laver and roy emerson ken rosewall to the club so he has video of all of them big promoter of the sport of tennis throughout and how cool you know to see Photos and video of you just as a little type. I haven't That's seen awesome. most of them that are probably Tennis Channel. Please let me see them someday. <laughs> uh, there, there you are. That's awesome. Little Tracy Austin. Mm. Grow up to be a Hall of Famer. Two-time U.S. Open champion. Uh, we are leading up to the bottom of the hour as the skies are still dark, but it's not raining right now. And we are expected to get Ilya Ivashka and Alex Dimonor back on the court to resume their match. Five all in the first set. And then... The big All-American battle. Who's going to make the final? Francis Tiafo or Jensen Brooksby? More TC Live after this. Back on TC Live, a reminder that next week, Tennis Channel's Summer in the Cities brings you three big North American hardcore events. Catch the combined City Open in D.C. We've got WTA action in San Jose, ATP Tour action in Los Cabos, Mexico. Live center court coverage begins Monday at noon Eastern. And then, of course, we're going to Canada, Cincy, U.S. Open. TC Live can't wait for that. Here's our hot shot of the day, Tracy. What incredible movement from Carlitos. Carlitos and Zeffieri on the other side of the court. The Italian, look at Carlos, gets this one. And then Zeffieri tracks that volley down. Carlitos is back in the point, And then the short volley gets the job done. You have to be very fast these days to get to the top of the game. This is so much fun, the way that they are able to move, slide on the clay, extend the point. The crowd went absolutely wild after this point with so much respect these guys' effort. How often do you see seven-shot rallies with one guy at the net and the other guy at the baseline? But that's what you just saw because there's no place to get around Carlos Alcaraz. <laughs> I mean, drop volley, angle, drop volley, deep, long rallies. I don't know. We haven't been seeing that in the Atlanta matches that I've been watching. At least I've been watching John Isner matches. Haven't little had different. nine-shot rallies. A little, little different. Too often, yeah. Uh, looking forward to that final tomorrow. Alcaraz and Sinner. When you got somebody who's 19, somebody who's 20. They're probably going to play a whole bunch of times. This is going to be a rivalry for at least a decade to come. So how important are these early matches between these two young superstars? Yeah, I think it is important to try to set the stage. When you're thinking about it, though, if you look at the Rodgers and the Rafas and the Novaks, could they play for another couple of decades? So, I mean, it, you don't want to put too much weight into this, but what's going to be the differential? I, again, I think it's Sinner. 
can he have that shot tolerance? Because he hits so hard off of both sides, great racket head speed. I think Alcaraz has a little more versatility. He can use, use the angles. His drop shot is outstanding. Um, but the shot tolerance for Sinner is going to be very important because sometimes he can go through a, a stage where he's making some errors. Especially on the red clay. Look, I think these two are going to play in major finals mm-hmm. at some point in their career. Maybe quite a few of them. Yeah. They're two of the most talented, best players. Strike the ball incredibly well. Is it important to win now? I'm not sure because it mm-hmm. seems like there's always these streaks, isn't there? When, the, when you saw the Fetters and Nadal's and Djokovic's, they'd all go through their little streaks where they dominated the other. And whoever was dominating for a little bit of time... The guy that was losing would start saying, okay, how do I turn this around? Yeah. What can and I improve in my game? What can I improve? Game? What is making me lose these matches? And so it goes in those flows. This one's probably not the one that they are going to care about when their careers are over. It's going to be who got it done in the French final or the U.S. Open final. Good to see him in a final, though. It is. At, you know, different than playing at Wimbledon. At 250. A, yeah, a title at stake. You get two top ten players at this age. After just, just playing at Wimbledon yeah. in, what was it, the fourth round? I think yeah. it was. It's yeah. going to beat him in, in four sets. And then so soon after, we get another one. Love it. Love Pretty to good. see it. Uh, we are hoping for play in Atlanta very soon. You can see they're all big meeting happening right now on the baseline. We want to see players on the court, hopefully soon. We'll be back on TC Live after this. Back on TC Live as we are about 12 hours away from Championship Sunday here live on Tennis Channel. The action begins with the trophy being handed out in Prague, 7 a.m. Eastern. Will it be Marie Boskova or Anastasia Potapova, Tracy? I am going to go with Boskova because of her recent form, so much success already this year. I'm going to go with Potapova because Tracy went with Boskova, <laughs> and I just want to go <laughs> the other direction for that final. All right, so I'm looking forward to this next one. Warsaw, we're going to get Garcia or Bogdan, Tracy? I am going with Garcia for the exact same reason. Garcia has been playing great tennis. She's on a high right now after beating Sviantec and then an easy semifinal today. And occasionally I have to be nice to Tracy, so I, can't, I have to go with Garcia. <laughs> I, I, I was waiting I mean, for I Jimmy to say Anna Bogdan's going to win her first career title. Yeah, it's just hard for me to go there. Oh, come on. All right, fine. Bogdan <laughs> in yes. straights. There we go. Uh, Sinner or Alcaraz, Tracy? I am going, oh, that's a tough one, depending on Alcaraz's ankle. If Alcaraz's ankle is fine, I'm going with Alcaraz. There's no sitting on a, you know, injury designation. I'm going sinner because maybe the ankle's no good. <laughs> 2 p.m. Eastern. And then we're, the three of us are going to be like, you were right, you were wrong. TC Live, 4 p.m. Eastern. We're going to get T-shirts saying, yes, I was wrong, wrong. or yes, I was right. Okay. Wrong with him. <laughs> uh, the semifinals in Atlanta. Hopefully soon we'll see when the players are going to walk out. Ilya Ivashka, Alex Dimonor, five all in the first set when they resume play. And then could be a late night for Jimmy Arias and Brett Haber calling Francis Tiafo, Jensen Brooksby, which American is going to make the final in Atlanta. We will let you know when the players will walk out in the ATL because we've got a lot of tennis on this Saturday night right here on Tennis Channel. 